everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 551. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ranma S. And I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Makachan. And, and I'm Barry Mellon. Yeah, who, who randomly showed up during the pre-show. Smooth. I apologize. I joined an MMO, okay, chat? I joined an MMO, and this is what happens. I got dungeon time, I got lost, and I turned around. Okay. It happens, okay, trust okay. me. So you joined an MMO. <clears throat> the only acceptable reason I'll take is Final Fantasy fourteen. No, <laughs> that's not really my aesthetic. I joined. Shame, dishonor, <laughs> shame, dishonor, dishonor on you, dishonor on your family, dishonor on your cow, dishonor. <sighs> I was a little better. I was playing Magic the Gathering Arena on the on the pre-show, but uh, I turned it off, you know, before uh, we went live. Eh, shit happens. You know how we do around here. And as you can see, I am in real time adjusting everybody's screens until I finally get around to getting off my arse to fix the, um... Here we go. The fix the layouts where I don't even have to do it. I can just go to one scene and everything is all set. I actually have to get off my butt and do that. So, you know. Anywho, now that we got that out the way, how is everybody doing tonight? Nah. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of, I kind of feel that too. I definitely feel that too. Okay, hold on for a second here. I wonder if that's coming from the microphone or something like that. Oh well. Anywho, I will deal with that into the uh in the post edit uh let me know if my microphone is a little bit too low then i can make proper adjustments because i'm trying to fix something here and make it kind of all right low okay all right all right that should do i guess i have to make the best of it uh let's see um nope all right that's fine whatever evidently there's some odd noise in the background I'm probably the only one that can hear it, so hopefully y'all don't hear it too. So I'll take care of it in the post-edit, God willing. So we are live tonight, week of July 12, 2022, right here on Twitch TV. We're live every Tuesday from 9 to 10.30 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time right here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. And we're also part of the Voice of Geeks Network. So you can find out more information about them at vognetwork.com. And they kick things off on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. with the Bobby Blackwolf Show at 8, followed by Orange John's Radio at 9. You can find them at Twitch TV slash Vogue Network. Uh, Barry, it's VogNetwork.com. My bad. Yeah, you good. Okay, for a second, I'm like, do we lose you? Damn it. Not again. Barometric migraines, man. It messes with your brain. That's why you. That's why you. Know, there's a 
a natural plant that you're, you're supposed to take that kind of helps that. Just saying. And what plant would that be? Sorry, <laughs> don't get Sorry, I think you know what plant I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I hear it's good buddies with some people here on staff, you know. <laughs> I plead the fifth. I wasn't even talking about you, but hey, if you want to out yourself. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> oh, man. Good times, fun times, all fucking around. So now this is a part of the show. We go around the room and ask everyone, how was their week? How was their day? And in the case of Barry, we ask, how was your month? How was your year? How was your millennia? And what planet <laughs> and what world, what part of the continent are you taking over tonight? I know, right? What, what, what area of the world am I taking over? All I um, ask is, leave me with New York because I have some personal business to take care of. <laughs> I'm a just say. Had a little slice about yeah. the size of a New York slice of pizza. And oh, yeah. uh, that'll be yours. Well, um, you. Hi, guys. Uh, welcome back. Uh, for those who have been with the show since the OG times, uh, I, I, it's Ichigo. And I've been rebranding. And uh, this is my foray into VTubing. So wish me luck. Um, but yeah, I have been working on rebranding things. And, uh, of course, got sucked into... Uh, MMOs, in this case, a Ghibli themed one that is way too much of my attention oh, span. Are you talking so about good. Are you talking about Nino Cooney? Yes, yes, I know, I know, I know, Ranma, I know. I don't participate in any of that. Okay. All right, well, guys. Well, so that's the game good. does have NFTs in it, unfortunately. It does have a lot of that stuff in it, but I have not participated Oof. in any of that mm -hmm. particular structure. Unfortunately, I just foresee games in the future, especially MMOs and stuff, integrating that kind of system. So you're damned if you do, damned if you don't oh, in oh. this instance, especially with the Dante's, not Dante's, sorry. Um, what's the other one that just came out that had like a lot of really bad press? It was mobile. Uh, Diablo. Diablo Immortal. Diablo and how bad and predatory that is. Like we're unfortunately that is the landscape that games are going into and mm -hmm. they're basically plug and playing that model so you can either enjoy the game and do play it as you like or not enjoy the game and not play and that's just how it is but i've enjoyed it i like the community on there i've made a lot of new friends and i need a social outlet before i implode so um that's kind of where i've been i've also been sewing uh, on my normal streams and mm -hmm getting a lot of stuff done on there uh, for coming a uh, possible Ren Faire trip in the fall. And that's in general been kind of my time. So. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Thanks for the warm welcome back. Appreciate it. Hey, anytime, anytime. So, well, I think I figured out that humming sound. If I turn off the monitoring, I'm good. So, so I am going to turn off the monitoring for right now. So as long as y'all can hear me, I don't care. <laughs> Ari, how was your week? How was your day? My week has been a gigantic blob of meh because I've been mostly apartment bound mm. with uh, between, you know, recovering from my injury and being officially on sick time at uh, at work. Gotcha, gotcha. But uh, there's been a nice little development in that front because as I was filling out the uh, temporary disability paperwork, they tell me that 
uh, you know, calling them, feeling what I got to do. And they're like, okay, you have to first expend all of your sick time right. before you get on this. I'm like, okay, so you know how much I have left? And, you know, they, all right, let's give it a second. Uh, you have, like, I forget the exact number, but it's somewhere over 400 hours. Divided by eight, that's 50 days. At least 10 weeks. Yeah. I'm like, okay, then. <laughs> I mean, that, that, this is what happens when you don't take it. We, or you just see no reason to. But see, not, you, nonetheless. I, I will say, I, I am kind of envious of you of that because most places I've worked at, your sick day, after a certain amount of time, it rolls, oh, it just ends. It's like use it or lose it. Same with vacation time. It doesn't roll over. Yeah. Ugh, yeah, that does suck. Anyhow, uh, yeah, for, for, instead of getting, you know, the reduced rate for what do you call it? Uh, you know, temporary disability. I'll mm-hmm. be able to just, you know, get my full my full salary every like forty hours of my full salary every payday. Well, eighty then because I get paid biweekly. Yeah, I still think what they should have done was allow you to uh, take half of your sick time and then the temporary disability kicks in. Because I'm just saying, what if somewhere down the line you actually need a sick day to go to the doctor or something like that? You know. Well, I have plenty of those. Okay. Oh, so you had separate doctor days and stuff like that? Well, we have sick time, we have personal days, okay. and we also have our vacation weeks, which are, mm. which are you know, based on how many years you've been working there full-time oh, to okay. begin with. I kind of missed that. It, it used to be where you have personal days, vacation days, and sick days. Now, most places, it's a crude PTL to use any way you want, you cheap bastards. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm well aware. Mm-hmm. But yeah, other than that, it's just you know, I barely left my apartment. You know, most days, you know, I have no reason to. At the very least, I can walk around without the boot a little bit better. But you know, I still have the cane just in case. Not bad. Okay. All right. Uh, Barry, you heard about that, right? Did we lose her? About your injury? Yeah. No, I hadn't. Um, I was going to ask about it, but I was w- waiting until like it was a little better of a time. What happened? Uh, well, I was at a friend's independence. Uh, I was at a friend's independence day uh, barbecue last Sunday. I jumped off the diving board to catch a football. The floor was like you know the board was wet, and I just slipped, and it felt like my foot got bent back so that my toes were against my shin. Ooh, and I ended up with a ruptured, uh, yeah, ended up with a ruptured uh, Achilles. Oh, that's not fun. That's like the opposite of fun. Yeah. So you know, they gave me a big air cast to, uh, yeah, to uh, wear, and I'm out for uh, about five, six weeks. Wow. Well, I hope that you recover quickly. If we can get hype and chat for Ari to recover quickly, that would be awesome. Because that that always sucks. I'm also like being overly careful or paranoid with it because I don't want to just, you know, step the wrong way and suddenly aggravate it even worse. Like I'm also I'm also wired. I have a wire connection now, but Mm -hmm. because where the my computer is and where the router is, the wire is just like going all over the friggin' place, and I'm just. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for the time when I just inadvertently trip over it and just 
Yeah. Like that. All right. So I was really dumb and I did a similar, like I injured my ankle pretty mm-hmm. badly. Uh, like I, I was in platform shoes. Yes. Okay. I'm an adult. I know I made some bad decisions. All right. That's life. Okay. We all learn in our different ways. And I decided to take a motion jumping picture in it. And <laughs> that was a mistake. The Oof. shoe broke. So my ankle twisted and it wasn't broken. I didn't hurt any bones, but like it did hurt like a B for like three for like a week. It was um, not good. <laughs> Barry, it's okay to curse on this show. I, we're, we're, I know we're, it is, but I try to be good and wholesome. Look, I will say this much. I mean, I understand where you come from, Ari. Over there to the where the door is that goes upstairs. I have yet to nail down the cabling over there. And if you remember, that door is right next to my entertainment center and my display case. And every time I cross over to go upstairs and come back down, I look down to make sure I step over it because God forbid I trip and bring everything down. Oh God, that that just sounds it, 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 horrible. I, I actually have to actually nail it down. I have like the little studs you put in the wall, you know. Oh, when I uh, yeah. bought the cable, they gave me these. Oh, that's good. Yeah, uh, that's what actually I have those, but larger, so it can handle three, two Ethernet cables and a coax going across. So I just actually have to get off my arse and finish it. So, well, the one I got it was a, uh, you know, decent length, but uh, it's just a flat cable, and it's been working pretty good. Okay. Mako Chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um, for the most part, it was very meh. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, uh, it, it's been hot. And so I've had the AC running in my room mm-hmm. and today checking the mail, I found a, uh, a notice that the AC unit has to come out of my window um, because it is against the HOA rules to have something like that in the window. So I'm currently trying to find a floor unit that isn't going to break my budget. But let me ask you this. Did they not give you like like a, an HOA booklet or some shit like that of do's and don'ts? Um, they did, but considering this is on the back of the house where nobody can see it, um, we didn't think it would be an issue. Oh. Um, but somebody, you know, went and tattled. Snitch. Uh, yeah, um, pretty much. So, yeah, now I'm just trying to find a portable floor unit that is an actual air conditioner and not an evaporator. Well, you know what they say, snitches get stitches. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to make sure of that, but, you know. All right, so, anything else, Mako? Um, I got a grill. Nice. So now I can grill, and this weekend we're going to be working out there. Um, I've got some pavers, so that'll actually go under the grill and make a nice little base out there uh, for it to sit on. Um, so, yeah, things are coming together slowly. Gas or charcoal? Gas. Shame! Dishonor! Dishonor oh, on you! Dishonor on your cow! Dishonor on your family! Dishonor! Every time we go through this, you do the same thing. I can't have open flame. There's no fire, and there's no charcoal. 
You're lucky I'm even able to have gas. I'm surprised he didn't say dishonor on your grill. That was all I was that was all we needed. Dishonor on your grill. I mean, I'm I'm surprised the HOA at this point lets you cook at all, to be honest. Mm. <laughs> have you you have that stove, you have that oven? Oh no. Mm-mm. Well look at it. HOA. D- well, well look at it this way. One way or another this weekend, Mako Chan will either be cooked or baked. Or both. See, there you go. <laughs> okay, so my weekend day has been quite interesting to say the least. So, as you all know, I was on mandatory vacation because the entire company was was closed. So I'm like, okay. I went to visit my grandparents, and I discovered something about my mother, which, if you're on my personal, you already know, and I will leave it at that. So, there was some type of shock enclosure there. Then I went to hang out with another friend, and then I found myself going back out the jersey again on Saturday because my friend Julian invited me to this concert down at, at the Stone Pony. So it was a group called Remember Jones. And I would have to say they're an eclectic band. It's a cross between Real Big Fish and Brian Setzer Orchestra. Interesting. And the lead singer is absolutely sassy with a giant exclamation point on hit on their head. And as somebody said, did anyone complete the mission? So I will say I, I, I enjoyed them, so I ended up buying all three of their albums. Actually two LPs in the actual album right here, so it's pretty good. And as Steel X seventy five says Brian Sitch Orchestra still around, doubt it. I highly doubt it. And then, after coming back from Jersey that Saturday, I went back out to Jersey again. And as I've told co-workers, nobody willingly goes into Jersey. So, also, Brian Setzer is still uh, active. Okay, cool. Maybe we'll get a little jump jiving whale in here later tonight. But, um, so... Friday night, I just, I think I was back here kind of organizing stuff, you know, kind of trying to make stuff kind of nice and neat. So I was looking up something on Instagram and there was a voice actor, Ian James Corlett. And I saw he was going to be at Garden State Comic Fest. And I, and my first response is, holy crap, I got to go. And for those of you who don't know, Ian James Corlett is a voice actor from Canada who now runs his own studio and voice acts here in California. Well, there in California. His most popular role, he has two very popular roles. One, I would say, is more popular than the other. He is the OG Goku from Dragon Ball Z. This was back when it was the The Ocean Dub. The Ocean Dub, yep, yep. And he was. Uh, Mega Man, Ruby Spears, Mega Man. If you remember that syndicated show where Proto Man was voiced by, I can't remember his name, but he's also uh, Hiro Yui in Gundam Wing. No, it was Duo Maxwell. No, I mean, Duo Maxwell, yeah, I'm sorry, Duo Maxwell, yeah. And Rat Trap and uh, Beast Wars. But I know him as Dr. Tofu Ono from Ranma One Half. So I got up, had breakfast, talked to a friend, packed my gear, I actually brought my camera, 
Yes, Cedar Berry. Cedar asks, he was super fighting robot Mega Man? Yes. Yes, he was. Um, I, I may have to grab a photo and post it, but we'll see. But, um, so, pack my bag. I pack my gear just in case I want to take photos, which I did not. Traveled all the way out there. I got out there an hour and 15 minutes before the con closed. And they said, well, it's the last hour of the con. You can go in for free. Save my ass 30 bucks. Neat. Yes. So, and, I, and they have it set up in two sections, heroes and villains. And I didn't realize it until I looked around the one section and came back out and looked. And then went into the villain section. And I... And, Mako-chan can probably vouch for me when I'm around various voice actors and how I react and how I just kind of babble on, per se. I, I really didn't babble on this time, but I was just honored. And I'm just like, I know you as Dr. Tofu Ono from Ranma One Half, and it would be an absolute honor if you signed my art book. And he did. And he told me to give a message to Venus Terzo of saying hi, because it seems like they're good friends. She's going to be at RetroCons in Oaks, Pennsylvania, which is the main reason why I'm going. I need a uh, girl type Ronma to sign my art book. I'm going to have to tag different pages to be like, pick whichever one you like. So, And that was absolutely fun. That was absolutely amazing. And while I was out there, I got a certain somebody an autograph of their favorite pervert. Yes. Yes, she did. Mm-hmm. And, by, and if you're wondering who I'm talking about, I'm talking about Moroku from Yashahime. It's because if you don't remember, Ian Corlett took over for the role of Moroku in the dub. And that's actually has been my weekend day. And that's been everybody's weeks, days, months, years, millennia, and so forth. And Barry is standing there like one of the big four from Pokemon. Like, you do have to defeat all of her Pokemon to stand a chance. <coughs> Pardon me. Oh, you good. Oh, and by the way, I may or may not have COVID. So I honestly don't know. Oh my gosh. No, oh, fuck. No, I woke up this morning feeling slightly out of it, but I'm like, you know what? I'll see how the day goes. And I started mm -hmm. feeling sick. And I know how I get, mm. now I know how I my body is when I get like a flu or a terrible cold or something like that. And the first thing I do, I just medicate. I take whatever. So I went and got tested. And I have yet to get my results back, even though they're saying 15 minutes. So before work tomorrow, I'm just going to go find a place and do a 15-minute test and see what they say. So I'm just leave it at that. I'm just like, I'd I, I like for you to email me my results so I can log in and see what's going on, see if I'm working from home for the next couple of days. But for the most part, and what's going down for the next couple of weeks, I am hoping and praying that no COVID, no COVID. Yeah, I will kick your ass. I will kick my own ass. <laughs> you will see a grown man cry in his bedroom, okay? Okay? Hmm. Now we got that out the way. Let's get into um, housekeeping here. Um, let me pull up the list here. 
Uh, don't forget, every episode of Anime Jam, older episodes of Anime Jam Session is available on our YouTube page at youtube.com slash Anime Jam Session. Just click on the link for podcast VODs and you'll find them there. Uh, don't forget, uh, we have upcoming conventions. Uh, ShikariCon, August 20th to 21st at Plymouth Meeting, Pennsylvania. Uh, Pop Cult Anime Convention, August 27th to 28th, Boston, Massachusetts. RetroCons, September 24th to the 25th, Oaks, Pennsylvania. And another anime con, I believe, August 17th to the 19th in Massachusetts. I didn't get to update that, but we will get to it. And I will get to that by the time the next episode rolls around. And I want to touch on something real quick. Um, if you are basically within the cosplay community, especially in like in the new Eng- like the East Coast and some of the West Coast. Uh, we recently had a passing of a cosplayer out of New York City. Um, due to, you know, the respect of the family, I will not really go, I will not really mention it or anything like that. But I just want to say to everybody here, the listeners, the participants, staff, just remember, you're not alone. We all have good days. We all have bad days. It is okay to sit there and cry about shit's not going well. It is okay to pick up the phone and call to talk to somebody. To be perfectly honest, I'd rather anyone just call or text me at God knows what time and tell me what is on your mind. I will sit there and listen to you. I'd rather sit there and hear you or have you text me what's going on as opposed to me uh, paying uh, pay my respects to you, you know, I, I that's something I've already done once or twice. I don't think um, I have the mental capacity to, keep, to, to do it again. So uh, let's see. I need to look up something right real quick. Uh, all right. So I just want you all to know if you ever feel like, you know, you just need to talk or something's not right or this or that. Even if your your squad's not around, there is help. There is the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. You can call them at 1-800-273-8255. Uh, you can call them. You can chat with them. They have an official website, everything. Just remember, you're not alone. We're all in this together. We're going to make it one way or another. And now we move into Geek Roundtable. This is the part of the show that y'all probably stick around for here about the geekier aspects of our week. And I am this close to getting a wet washcloth and just wipe it on my skull because it's starting to get a little hot in here. All right, Ari, what you got this week for Geek Roundtable? I got a nice little uh, accessory. Mm -hmm. It is a uh, dumpster fire patch. Which I hope to uh, sew on my like sew on my vest or something at some point. Uh, it's made by the Crafty Dragon. It was over on Etsy. Hmm. The Crafty Crafty Kaiju. Sorry. Ah. But uh, yeah, there's also one of the things was you could get it customized with whatever word you want on it. But obviously, if it's longer, it's going to uh, mm-hmm. you know, be less legible. So I just got pain with a period on it like you would normally see, like you would see on the uh, joke tweets where uh, someone's going through some like comically hysterical torment mm. 
and just like you, you just hear like the screaming in the background. It's like ah, you know, yeah, that kind of thing. No, I, I believe you me. I totally get that. So yeah, I just gotta figure out how how and when I'm gonna put it on. Sounds about right. Mako. Yes. No supernatural tonight. No supernatural tonight. Thank you. I really appreciate you. <laughs> so yeah, uh, this has been in my collection for quite a while now. Mm. Um. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, this, the, these two have been in my collection for a while now. It's, uh, two little, well, not so little, uh, statuettes. Yeah. Um, they are fairly tall. Like that's, that's my hand. That's my hand. So they are fairly large, um, for what they are. Um, but I've had them forever. It was a gift um, no, that is not Sam and Dean. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that that that's not how this works. Um, but yes, yeah, so <clears throat> as I said, they are you know a little bit large, but you know not outstandingly. And uh, yeah, Pinky and the Brain, um, they are a duo that I enjoy. Um, I have seen. Uh, both voice actors. I've met both voice actors. They are really, really awesome. Um, but yeah, so Pinky and the Brain, something other than Supernatural. So between the two, which one would be Sam and which one would be Dean? Oh, God! Um, it's not really Sam and Dean. It's more like uh, Crowley and Castiel. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I, I think I think that fits better. Um, like, and you know, yeah. A fountain is still bright, and a dragon. Oh, by, yeah. by the way, I'm I am as I'm bumming through Facebook. There is somebody selling a giant Dean Winchester Funko Pop. A giant Funko Pop? I I don't think it's <laughs> no. Wait, wait, hold up. Normal size is how close he got into the photo. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, um, that that's yeah, that's a little weird, but yeah, um, Sierra Bear, yes, brain is clearly Crowley. Forty bucks plus shipping if you want it. I I have a regular Dean. I actually um I need Bobby, but his is in the hundred and fifty to two hundred mm-hmm. range, and Jesus. I need Charlie. And hers is in the 200 to 250 range. See, th- th- that's, the, that's the odd thing. Um, like, I was out with a friend. We went to uh, Book Off out in Brooklyn. And they had a May, Christmas time May. They were selling it for like $200 used. Because I guess they sold it back. You know, they needed money. And I'm just like, wow. If I had the money, I would. Didn't realize when I walked home and looked on top of my display case... Christmas May is sitting up there, box sealed and everything. So I'm like, ooh, one less thing for me to deal with. <sighs> Anywho. 
Barry, what are you working on? Well, uh, funny you should ask. Uh, I've had a lot of different projects going on in the background. I know that um, I've really only been on the show every now and then. And uh, a lot of that is just because my table is a little bit full right now. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, currently the um, image that you guys see as my icon is basically what my face is going to look like for now. Um, and I've been working on learning that program and all that fun stuff. I don't know Blender yet, but um, learning some different softwares and things like that have been really, really fun and geeky. Um, and basically, it's just been a lot of fun. Um, That's good. I'm not going to be a PNG. I'm actually going to be 2D, so it's going to be really interesting. And my eyes move and my lips move, and it's super cute. Um so that's kind of the geeky thing that I've been working on. Uh, it's something that I've actually wanted to pursue for years, but when you don't have a computer that can actually do anything, you have to put off things for so long that sometimes you forget about them. And this was one of those things. And then I joined in um, a few communities that have been really warm and welcoming and made my heart happy. And so I'm going for it. Well, I'm glad to hear that. As I'm looking at your avatar, I'm thinking the heart in the middle should be white, like you're wearing a white undershirt or something like that. Oh, no, it's just a booby window. I know, but I'm saying if it was white, you, you could represent the... I'm just saying if it was white or like a light gray, you could represent the full ace colors. Just a thought. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I'm demi-ace. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, maybe like if in the future, I'm, I'm hoping to save up some money and, mm -hmm. and get some modifications to the model so I can actually have my hands up and stuff. But mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. And um, I'm sorry if she's a little too uncanny valley for anybody. I'm not trying yeah, to say anything. It just else. reminds it just reminds me if um what's her name from the Teen Titans? Raven was in Raven. like normal form, you know. Oh, it is kind of Raveny, isn't it? Yeah. I, I went for like the goth look. Yeah. Um because that's kind of me. You guys know. Like I dress up like this a lot. Um, so uh, Barry, it was like perfect. I, I'm just I know you're goth, but nine times out of ten, I always see you in Happy Lolita. And again, yeah, as I've said to count countless times, you are the type of Lolita that will walk around with a gun and shoot people up with a grin. You're basically May Ren from Black Lagoon. Uh, I'd say, I don't know. Maybe not that. More like May Ren from Black, from Black Lagoon. Hmm. Well, if or maybe maybe more like Yor from Spy X Family. I Soft, see. but also assassin. But also, ooh, woo, such cute things. That I'm definitely big your energy if anybody's watched that show. Oh yeah, but I don't. But honestly, I don't think you'd wear those heels. I, I'd see you walking around with platforms instead for the sake of your feet. <laughs> I wear heels like that. I've learned how to spin on them before. Well, so, okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, but yeah, I, I want to make yours assassin's dress so badly. <laughs> and I've actually given a friend of mine ideas on that. But now that we're kind of talking Lolita and Goth, um. From time to time, various uh, manufacturers will do will bring back older animes and make make figures and and collectibles from it. And there's a big resurgence of Ranma one half uh, trinkets, which I'm trying to get my hands on. But excuse me, there is another series that I watched, which I need to rewatch. It got caught up in the whole like when when like battle animes were popular, which it still is like. Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, Angelic Lair, Monster Rancher, all of that. There was another series. Uh, Rosin Maiden. 
And a few months, a couple of months back, they did a re-release of Shinku and Sugento. So I went out and got Sugento. So I ask you all, what year is this again? <laughs> Who's messing with the timeline? Hmm. It's all sorts of cocked up. Yeah, and if you take a notice back there, if you pay attention behind me, I actually the the dis- I redid my display figures. So they look a little bit nicer, so you know. Anywho, now that we got that out the way, again we have more sad news, and I hate sad news. So yeah, yeah, we have to pull, we have to tear off the band aid and roll with it. So I will let Mako pay the respects. Uh, okay, let me pull everything up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so um, this was um, news directly out of Japan. Uh, there was a call made to the emergency number for Japan Coast Guard in, uh, in Okinawa. A marine leisure business operator spotted a dead body floating in the ocean off of the coast of Nago. Um, unfortunately, it happened to be um, Kazu Takahashi, who you may know more as uh, the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, so he was actually vacationing by himself in Okinawa, and uh, less than two hours before his body was discovered, Police received a call from the company he had rented a car from saying that the car had not been returned and they had been unable to contact him. The car was later found parked near the beach in the town of Ona, about uh, 12 kilometers or 7.5 miles away from where the Coast Guard recovered his body. Um, For those that don't know, um, Takahashi wrote and drew the original Yu-Gi-Oh! manga and the concept obviously served as the inspiration for the trading card game and the video game. He was found wearing a snorkel mask and swim fins. Um, so they did end up doing a uh, examination of the body. And the autopsy did um, basically point to drowning. Um so they say that it's very unlikely that's that it's a result of a criminal act. Um, he was 60 years old. He was, you know, out uh, snorkeling on his own. Um, obviously, they don't know exactly what happened, mm-hmm. uh, but it doesn't look like there was any foul play involved at this time. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that's that's sad for a lot of you know, people, especially those that were in to Yu-Gi-Oh and, you know, are still into Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. I mean, you, you figure the, the, the stuff that he started with inspired a whole conglomerate of different series and different cards and different manga. And it, you know, it exploded and went absolutely crazy. And, is so changed from what it originally had been. Um, but at the same time, it was still loved enough that all of this stuff that was coming out was still, you know, people were excited about it and, you know, all of that. So, yeah, it is, uh, it is definitely a sad time when something Mm -hmm. like this is, is found. And, uh, 
uh, just goes to show that, you know, sometimes you do need a swim buddy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Our deepest con- oh, condolences goes out to his family and fans and friends around the world. And now, let me fix this. And now as we move on, another band, a band is going on, on hiatus. Well, what, what the hell is going on in the water in Japan? I, I, I don't know. What, what's going on? All this bad stuff, you know? It's crazy. So, Barry, tell us what's going on with the Peggies. Ah, yes, the uh, Peggies. Mm-hmm. Let me, uh, band of the Peggies. Uh, well, uh, My Hero Academia, Rent a Girlfriend theme song, performing band, mm-hmm. the Peggies. Uh, they're going on an indefinite hiatus. So, uh, unfortunately, like many great bands before them, uh, you know, they're taking a break. And unfortunately, they're unsure when they're going to be returning. Uh, with the decision, they will release their best album, MMY, on September 7th, and they plan to hold their last concert tour before their hiatus, mm. the Peggy's Tour 2022 My White, at Nagoya Club Quattro on September 13th, Osaka Big Cat in, on September 14th, and Spotify O-East in Tokyo on September 20th. The band was formed in 2009, and it's provided the theme songs for anime such as Boruto Noruto Next, Generations, Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. Which is a very good anime. Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai is very good. Barry, I highly recommend watch it. I think you you gotta watch it. You think I'd enjoy it? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Rent a Girlfriend, My Hero Academia, and In the Heart of Kunoichi Tsubaki in the spring 2022 season. The site writes, at the end of last year, the members asked to take some time off to reflect on their feelings about music, and after long discussions with staff, have decided to take a break from the activities as the Peggies. We sincerely apologize to our fans who have always supported us and everyone concerned for this sudden announcement. The band's vocalist guitarist, Yuho Kitazawa, also says, the three of us came to this decision after many discussions. First of all, let me say this. It is not because we have had a falling out or anything like that. We are still irreplaceable friends and companions. And because we are irreplaceable to each other, as the three of us were discussing it, we decided that if there were even a one gram chance that one of us would not be healthy, we should take a break here, which I think is very Mm -hmm. healthy and is a big reflection on their management team. Um, I wish them the best in their pursuance, be that individual, be that co-working in different projects, whatever that is, I wish them the best because they're doing what's healthy for them. And I, I wish we could see that more in this kind of industry, especially yeah. in Japan and other countries. It's, uh-huh. it's sort of like how, if you've ever seen, uh, Josie and the Pussycats, that scene where, <coughs> excuse me, it's where they start pulling Josie away from the others and they end up losing the style and their friendship and all. It's like that. But in this case, it's more like they see the fame, they see the popularity, they're asking themselves why they're doing the music, and it seems like let's let's take a break here, refocus, and come back, which I think is a great thing. This shit could easily go to our heads and ruin us. Well, yeah. I mean, we hear enough about the whole, about what's going on in the idol industry, just saying. 
And now that we got that out the way, uh, Ari, what's up with Mobile Suit Gundam, the witch from Mercury? Huh, this is the weirdest Sailor Moon Gundam crossover I've ever heard. So you haven't watched Sailor Moon Night yet, huh? <laughs> well, I've seen it. Moon random bullshit! Uh, come on, leave Sailor Freddie Mercury alone. <laughs> uh, Yo, there was a buff dude cosplay Sailor Freddie Mercury at AX. I'm just like... I believe it. Go. Go on. I, you know, I, I can't hate. I can't. That's mad respect. Okay. Um, if you're looking to catch Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury, the prologue, which serves as a prequel to the upcoming brand new Gundam TV anime, you can get it on a premiere at Comic-Con International. Uh, Sandy, uh, this year's event in San Diego was listed in the U.S. premiere for the prequel with a screening planning for July 1st at 1230 Pacific time. So obviously already gone by then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this comes just a week at the Japanese premiere, which is set for July 14th in the Gundam factory, Yokohama, home to the life-size moving Gundam, as well as the locations of Odaiba's life-size Gundam unicorn statue, Shanghai's life-size Freedom Gundam statue, and Fukuoka's life-size RX-93 FFV Gundam statue, mm. and the virtual world where Bandai Namco's Gundam Metaverse project. Let's see. Beyond the prequel, the, the Witch for Mercury TV anime is currently scheduled to air on Sundays, starting this October. <clears throat> uh, Hiroshi Kobayashi, who directed Trigger's original anime, Kiznaiver, is helming the series of Studio Sunrise along, alongside co-geass co-creator Ichiro, Ichiro Okochi as a scriptwriter and series composer. Joined by, by a very, very nice laundry list of... Uh, Mm -hmm. minds go along with it you know i, I tried to watch kids niver and i could not get into it it's been a couple of years since the anime came out so i might have i may go back and check it out so uh the official english website has uh this summary for it mm -hmm. um as 122 the uh, calendar is ad stella an era where a multitude of corporations have entered space and built a huge economic system a lone girl from the remote planet Mercury transfers to the Astacasia school, Astacasia, Astacasia. I'm sure it'll be pronounced properly in the show. Run by the Benerit Group, which dominates the mobile suit industry. Her name is Saleta Mercury. With a scarlet light burning in her pure heart, this girl walks step by step through a new world. And, and the fact that this anime, I think, like we talked, I think we covered this previously, and I believe Mako-chan made a point. Like this is the first Gundam anime where the lead character is female. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, that is. That's a good point. I mean, a lot of Gundam series have been known for their pretty boys. Mm -hmm. And then there's G Gundam. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> and now we talk about one of my favorite bands and also one of Mako-chan's favorite bands, Bandmade. I really hope when we go see them, they actually have like a VIP sitting section available, but I'm used to standing up. But um, let me pull this up real quick. Now, I believe we we covered this previously, like a, a, like a little blippet of this in regards to AX, but it seems that 
bandmate vocalist and guitarist Miko Kobato posts a smile of the arson of the Arsenotoria animation ending theme music video. And the song is called With You. Now, it was released on Tanabata Day, uh, which was July 7th, and the music video was posted on YouTube at the same time. Uh, Kleppo's first medium ballad song has been featured as an ending scene for the summer 2022 TV anime, Smile of the Ars Notoria, the animation. Now, the band itself was formed back in 2013, and they made their major debut from Nippon Crown on May 18, 2016, with their first album, Brand New Made. Their intense hard rock sound, which is contrary to their maid costumes, have gained overwhelming support from fans and media around the world. The band is doing a tour in 14 cities starting in October, and me and Mako-chan will be seeing them live. So, mm-hmm. Can't wait. Can't wait to see them live again. And this time, VIP tickets. Woo. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, I was trying to see them I think Webster Hall. The bots kicked my ass i was like son of a bitch you know so but here's here's this kobato's solo project uh Kleppo released its first digital sing- single peace and love in april of last year and with you was released as its second digital sing- single the music video shows a sad looking Kleppo singing fleetingly against the backdrop of a changing sky and whenever you see um, pictures of bandmaid. Usually, it's not hard to the spot Miku because she has the guitar and she's like wearing. I wouldn't say like the most stereotypical maid outfit, but it's like more popular. It's more well known, plus a cover, so it's not hard to spot her. But in this picture here, this dress that she's wearing, it's like a complete and total change from her, and I and I like it. Um. Let me see if I can put this up in here. All right. Here we go. Let's open this up. Yeah. That's a that's a pretty awesome uh, picture. I like that. It's like she got that sass and attitude. All right. And before we continue on, uh, Bonds006 says, did I miss the part of the show in which Jimmy Choo is producing limited edition crystal boots for Sailor Moon's 30th anniversary? No, you didn't miss it. We didn't talk about it. And I can tell you this right now. Ain't nobody on this show got time for that. But what's interestingly enough, I know one person on my Facebook that would drop to 17,000 for them. Jesus. Look, she makes look. She makes over hundred k a year. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. Uh, that is true. Yeah. I mean, not for nothing. If I was in the hundred k range, oh, believe you me, I'd be buying Ugh. some some fancy, expensive things. All right. Before we uh get into this last topic, uh, last article, I'm gonna quick question for everybody on the show here. If you were given $100,000, what is the one thing you would buy? At the very least, you know, put money towards a house. No, no, no. I'm just saying, what would you just buy? Uh, I honestly don't know then. Hmm. What a about, new car. See, Mako will get with a new car. What about you, Barry? 
Uh, there's a lot of things. Um, pick one. I guess maybe like <laughs> a bigger studio. <laughs> I had a feeling. I'm, I am way too big for my studio. I just got two industrial machines that have a half horse motor. I got a whole horse in my studio right now, and it is it is a lot of space. Um, yeah, and a lot of storage I need. Like, literally, if I could uh, have a bigger space, yeah, I think not just, like, rent on it, but if, like, I could own my own big space that I could build out. All right, and I would have to second what Barry said. Not my own space, but just a bigger studio apartment. You know, I would just be like, well, here's rent for the next... Uh, 20 something years so you know we good we good <laughs> awesome you know and it's kind of funny i could picture barry you know going to the store all geared up by like picking up food decides to get a lottery ticket it's a winning ticket she wins a hundred thousand grand hundred grand the screen flips and you just see her sitting there drinking tea as the entire surroundings behind her gets renovated into her uber studio Yes. Let the creativity grow stronger. <laughs> See, Barry says, a yarn shop? Oh, you do realize Mako and Barry would not leave, okay? <laughs> you get There's a room in the back for sewing clubs, right? Of course. That's where I live now. See, there you go. <laughs> uh, TheoX75 says, solar panels and a water filtration system for my townhouse. I like that. I mean, I would do something like that. Uh, Kagomi41088 says, Dream Cosplay. Uh, Nemesis47, a Les Paul guitar. Bonds 6 a new DSLR camera, a new PC. Yeah. And by the way, if you heard about the whole uh, Artesian builds drama, go over to Gamers Nexus. They did a complete documentary breakdown on that, and it's just effing glorious. Thank you, Tech Jesus Steve. And now we got that out the way. Um, I'm, I'm, I want to say I'm kind of shocked, but not shocked at this. It's just how more like what? And I'm talking about Ken Akamats, the mangaka of Love Hina is now a politician. He was elected to the House of Counselors. Barry, please explain that. All righty. Well, wow. I'm just. Mm. Um, sorry. What was the name again? Uh, mangaka Ken Akamatsu. Yeah. Okay. Akamatsu. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. I mm -hmm. ugh, brain funks hit me. Okay. It's okay. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that we did report on this before because I think we had talked about his yeah. legislature early on mm -hmm. and his um, political campaign a little bit. Mm -hmm. If not, this year than definitely last year at least because we definitely touched on the topic of politicians mm -hmm. in japan um being very much manga uh otaku uh and fandoms a lot um which is not something you usually see in full display in political spectrums because obviously a lot of society views manga graphic novels and stuff like that as child's literature when it's really not um so manga creator uh, Ken Akamatsu uh, won his seat in Japan's House of Counselors. Counselors. Mm. Um, uh, various Japanese media services projected on Sunday evening that the Liberal Democratic Party (LDP) has won enough votes in the 26th House of Counselors. I think it's Counselors, but mm. I might be wrong. 
election to secure the seat for the manga creator Ken Akamatsu in a Twitter post announcing the win. Ken Akamatsu has noted uh, that he will be the first manga creator in Japan's legislature, and some novelists, such as Grave of the Fireflies, Akiyuki Nosaka, have previously been legislators as well. So he's uh, secured a seat in the proportional district at the House of Chancellors and uh, the upper house of Japan's national diet. Um, instead of representing a district linked to a specific local area, he'll represent it nationwide. Mm. He campaigned in person in all 47 prefectures of Japan, which I don't know if you guys know this. Japan is actually very big. Mm -hmm. um, so having campaigned in all 47 prefectures is a pretty big feat, especially right now with everything going on. Mm -hmm. Akamatsu announced his intentions to run for the House of Chancellors in, Chancellors in December, and he stated that his major goal is to protect the freedom of expression. expression pardon me. He ended his UQ holder Magister ne Negi Magi 2 manga in February during his campaign. Agamatsu delved into politics in 2011 when he warned the proposed changes to Japanese copyright law would destroy derivative doujin mm -hmm. or doujinshi self-published works. Uh, Kensaku Fukui, uh, a lawyer and Nihon University professor, wrote an essay about the ongoing Trans-Pacific Partnership Agreement, the TPP, talks, which was what prompted Akamatsu's remarks. He continued to speak on the concerns about it and has continued to uh until this day uh in 2013 he joined other creators in opposing it uh as its partners proposed amending to uh certain um explicit uh content laws and according to the bill's opponents the initial drafts did not differentiate between certain things um he visited the diet and ldp headquarters and expressed his concern and the bill got uh passed um mm. without uh certain settings um sorry i'm trying to uh, avoid certain topics anyway no, no, I, I, to I totally we totally understand here yeah um akamatsu and the rest of japan cartoonist association formally expressed their concerns and they basically went in to expand the scope of copyright law and how to about downloading and illegally getting certain things um, this year, he characterized criticism from Global Gender Equality or Organization as external pressure to regulate Japan's freedom of expression and added that it's not a new pressure. He also elaborated that regulations need to be approached with rationality and not be obeyed simply because an outside party is demanding it. Mm -hmm. um, he isn't saying it with a conditionality of the outside pressure being from outside Japan. Um, and he used the removal of PSAs featuring a viral YouTuber as an example. Um, he launched his JCOMI digital manga library service in 2008, launched a beta test in 2010. Uh, he initially posted 14 volumes of his Love Hina manga for free. Um, and then for one month, he tested the viability of the business model. Uh, Suesha and Kodansha began collaborating in 2010 as well. The site gained notoriety in 2011, and when it posted Seiji Matsuyama's Okusama wa Shogakuse, my mm -hmm. wife is an elementary student, mm -hmm. manga, which uh, Naoki Inose, Tokyo vice governor at the time, cited as example, which manga should be restricted under Tokyo's then-recently revised Youth Healthy Development Ordinance. Um, and then he launched the UQ holder Magister ne Negi Magi 2 manga, um, in Kodansha's weekly Shonen magazine in August 2013. See, he's been a busy dude, yep. uh, to, to put it plainly. 
And uh, I'm excited to see where this takes things because um, definitely like seems like it's going to be going in some sort of direction. And I see the Barry asks, did he run on a campaign of one harem for each household? <laughs> see how the Barry, no. Stop. <laughs> he, if, if he ran on that ticket and he guaranteed me Naru Naru Sagawa, he would have gotten my vote in a heartbeat. Just saying. But now that we got that out the way, it's time for the part of the show that y'all really stick around for. Meanwhile, in Japan, or can Mako-chan crack one of the skulls of the co-hosts from her interesting topics that she pulls? Um, I didn't think there was anything too horrible with this one this, uh, this week. Okay. Let's I love see. that little disclaimer. Too horrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the first one's a little bit weird, but the other three are fine. Um, I'll take the third one. I'll take the last one, then. Okay. So I'm guessing I'm taking the second one? Okay, then I got the first one. It's all on you, Happle-Sai. Yeah, so um, they gave me the weird one. <laughs> Um, well, was it's, that? it's kind of it's kind of the opposite of underwear theft. So, um, yeah, on the twelfth of May, a sixty-one-year-old office worker was returning home from work at about five p.m., but received a shock upon looking at his laundry rack. There, next to his own undergarments, hung an undisclosed undisclosed amount of women's underwear that he had never seen before. The man called police and an investigation was launched into the mysterious underwear. By checking surveillance camera footage from the surrounding area, the Gifu Prefecture Police were able to learn that at 8.20 that same morning, a man had entered the property and hung the underwear. Mm. The more difficult task was then tracking the suspect and afterwards identifying him. Um, and on June 5th, they arrested a 66-year-old man living in Gifu Pre Prefecture. Um, there was no announcement on whether the suspect actually admits or denies drying the underwear, but he is said to be cooperating. Well, who didn't see that um, coming? Hmm? Well, who didn't see that one coming? Yeah. The authorities are also trying to determine what, if any, relationship exists between the suspect and the victim, as well as a possible motive. Um, obviously, the net has been going a little bit weird with this, too. Um, you know, it it's a new breed of criminal. Was the underwear his, or did he steal it from somewhere? Oh, yeah, that, that's, that's, a, uh, that's another big red flag there. Not yeah, maybe it was a question. setup like he was trying to frame the guy for stealing underwear. Maybe it was a little present. Um, even as a joke, I can't understand it. I wonder if the victim was married and the other guy wanted to break them up. Um, indeed, there are still too many unknown variables to draw any conclusions. Whose underwear was it? Is the victim married? Do they even live in the same town? Um, so yeah, so we're just waiting now to see if there's an updated, uh, story for this. Police are trying to figure out what, if anything, the fuck. Meanwhile, Ron Mo and half fans are going, God damn it, Apple's eye. 
Mm. You had to be there. Sorry. So I, I know what you meant. Okay, thank you. I'm glad somebody does. All right, what's next on the docket tonight? God. I think it's um, itchy. Uh, it's Barry? me. It's okay. um, a a. I was trying to exp I was trying to figure out how to explain it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so in spoony culture, we have something where if your if your spoon is spoons are all gone, uh, you're usually out of out of energy. In some circles, uh, people like to relate it to experience points or like hit points. So throughout the day, you use your hit points. And by the end of the day, you're out of hit points. And, so, and I just want to say real quick, uh, Barry, for years, I could not understand the concept of the spoons. Because my thought is, well, you go and you get more spoons. I don't no. get, <laughs> see. That's where my mind goes. I understand. Not literal points. I know. I know. I understand. You're out of spoons to give. But I'm like, well, you go to the kitchen and you grab more spoons and you put them down. Now, when someone said a mana battery or a hit point, like, okay, I totally get it. No, yeah. yeah. No, it's all about, like, relating it to the people and the, the culture you're kind mm -hmm. of talking around. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. uh, in this case, uh, Japan being big on their MMOs, mm -hmm. uh, Japan company, uh, Japanese company, uses video game style hit points badges to help employees know who needs a hand. Uh, Tokyo-based firm understands it can be hard for some people to speak up when they're feeling run down, especially in the Japanese business culture where it's basically annihilate yourself to get the work done and burn out. Mm -hmm. um, Japanese companies are big on the concept of communication, or they like to pretend they are. Um, all the meandering meetings and ana analog face-to-face -face interaction and implicitly required after-work meals and drinks with coworkers are ostensibly... So that everyone in the office will have a better understanding of what everyone else in the office has on their plate and how they're coping with it. There are, however, potential problems with this model. And oftentimes the expectation is that if somebody is indeed was struggling with their assignment or projects, their coworkers will be able to pick up the slack. Unfortunately, uh, since Japanese cultural values stress the importance of individual meeting their responsibilities to the group, we talk about this a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, many people are uncomfortable opening, openingly and directly telling their coworkers they're having a hard time and instead yeah. try to hide it. Mm -hmm. So a company uh, by the name of Onken, uh, in, in, uh, they created a whole interface that has employee badges with RPG-style hit point gauges on them. Um, and each employee gets three badges. A green bar is indicating full health. A yellow bar for... Uh, Red, ye yellow health uh, and a red bar one for red health. And workers are at their own discretion to you wear whichever badge best matches their current condition. Mm -hmm. uh, they say that it, it understands that the employee's mental and physical conditions can fluctuate from both work and private life re related factors, which I think is nice. It's a nice move in the right direction. But that it's not always easy to speak up when you're feeling run down. And if somebody's wearing it, a low HP badge, do people treat them kindly? And one who, a Twitter worker who is with the company said, yes, they do. Um, right now, it's only Onken employees who have access to these badges. But after seeing the positive reinforcement that's been going on, the company says it plans on selling them later this month. And I think that that's really cool. I think that's really cool, too. Because honestly, I think, like, at the beginning of my shift, I'd have the green badge. Towards the end of my shift, orange. And then probably back to green as I'm just like recharging after having a cup of coffee. 
that's all good in the hood. So, and mm-hmm. now, and then you get someone like me who just uses a red badge almost exclusively. <laughs> no, I could. Ju- the thing is, I could just see you just staring outward with bloodshot eyes, like I got this. And we're just like, this is fine. This is fine. This is fine. And this is fine. There, it's like there's a reason why we call him the tank. <laughs> Alright, so this is something interesting. I could see all of us driving around in this camper just for shits and giggles. I I could see that. And I'm talking about a Toy Story themed camper. Just wow. Alright, so here's the thing. If you love camping and the Disney Pixar film Toy Story... There's a surprise here just for you. Japanese camper van specialty company Toy Factory is about to release a brand new super limited edition themed camper van based on the critically acclaimed beloved film. It's called the Toy Box 95, with the 95 being a nod to 1995 when Toy Story first came out. And the Toys Box being named for the camping van model. The concept behind it is that it's a toy box filled with dreams that you could take you on an adventure. And it's filled with Toy Story motifs enough that <clears throat> you feel like you're stepping into Woody and Buzz's world when you climb inside. Now, the inside, the interior of the RV is based on Andy's room from the film, which is really cool. Now, there's a console in between the two front seats that, make, that look like Andy's toy box where Woody and his friends reside. That's also really cool, too. The seat covers and the carpets take Woody as their theme, yellow, navy, and brown colors. The Toy Box is a camper car designed with simplicity and spaciousness in mind, with comfortable furniture and plenty of leisure commodities on board. With the Toy Factory's original triple insulted construction, full arrow windows designed for optimum ventilation and functionality, easy-to-use electric panels, and other add-on facilities to make long-distance journeys comfortable, such as solar panels, air conditioning, a fridge-freezer, television, and a ventilator fan for the roof. It's one of Toy Factory's longtime bestsellers. Wow. Plus, you get like plasticware that's Toy Story themed. That's really cool. <clears throat> now, you're probably going to ask yourself, I want this. I love this. I want it. How much is going to set me back? Base price is 7.2 million yen, which translates to a little bit under $53,000. But here's the catch. Only 30 of them will be made, so sales will be conducted by lottery. So if you're interested in buying one, make sure to apply at the Toy Factory's dealer and other official sites. Okay, then. Uh, the screen just minimized. Here we go. Now, if you want in on this, you got to go between uh, July 16th and July 24th. And the winners will be contacted after July 27th. If you're a Toy Story fan, don't forget to book a stay at the Tokyo Disney Resort's new Toy Story Hotel the next time you visit Tokyo Disneyland. Or if you're a Cartoon Network fanatic, check out the Cartoon Network Hotel and, um, fuck, I can't remember the name of that town. I can't believe I forgot the name of that damn town. Adult Swim? No, where Zenkai Con is. 
Lancaster. Thank you. And Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I don't know, I can kind of picture all of us in one of these camper vans. Let's going to a con. Then there's Barry. I'm sorry for picking on you, Barry. I'm sorry. But I can just picture you just walking out of this camper van, just hitting a button. The, the trunk opens up, and all of your designs are hanging up, comes out automatically, and I see you with a tablet checking off each outfit as they come off the lot, you know? Yeah, I that's see I think, her. I think it's very funny that you guys always see me as this very technologically advanced being, and I'm just over here with a broken iPad. <laughs> well, you remind me of, in a way, you kind of remind me of what's-her-name from The Incredibles. Edna Mode. Yeah, Edna Mode. I get that a lot. Mm. No capes! <laughs> No gifts. All right, let, let's get into the last story and wrap up the show. <laughs> uh, new Pokemon t-shirts and Tony's use patented technology to glow in the light of a camera flash. Ooh. Uh, there's a new collection of Pokemon apparel out, and if your closet isn't already fully stocked with Gra- Granif and Uni- Uniqlo tees, souvenirs from the Pokemon Center, and dress shirts from the Pokemon shirts, <clears throat> you're going to want to get... Get your wallets out. Light Force Store, an online store dedicated to selling apparel using its patented Aurora Reflector technology, has just released a bunch of reflective Pokemon print designs on hoodies and t-shirts that kids and adults are might, might want to battle it out for. Uh, it bounces light, such as they have a smartphone or flash or car lights back to the source at the same angle it came, resulting in a flickering rainbow of colors, like an Aurora. Hmm. When a design is printed with this technology, it turns into lights. It turns into lines of iridescent color when struck with light, which looks super cool both in person and on film. Uh, let's see. Light Force Store newest Pokemon collection includes five t-shirts and four hoodies. The t-shirts sell for 4,500 yen each, about $33, and feature an Aurora reflective design with Pikachu and, or Eevee on a white background and, and Charizard Gengar or Mimikyu on a black background. Hmm. The hoodies are the same, except there's no Eevee. But, uh, both the hoodies and t-shirts are available in kid sizes 110, 130, and well as adults, medium, large, and extra large. Well, I've lost interest. Same. <laughs> extra large is a medium over there. No, that's okay. Uh, adult size are meant to be on the roomy side. So if you prefer a smaller fate, you might want to try on a smaller size. Yeah, okay. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed with Uniqlo's uh, release of Ron the One-Half shirts in their American stores. Why? What happened? Uh, mostly girl sizes. And if they could, and even if they weren't, they still wouldn't fit my fat ass. <laughs> and the uh, Pikachu design is rather cute. That's nice. That's cool. It, it's just like laying down and sleeping. That's early precious. And like I said, I would buy this, but there's no way they'll have a size that fits me. No, or me. So, we we them husky boys, you know. Or to quote Scott Steiner, he's fat! Fair <laughs> enough. All right. Who's ready to wrap up and, and call it a night? Me. I have another dungeon after this, so I need to go. <laughs> I swear. You're talking about D&D, right? No. No, no, I'm talking about my MMO. I am addicted. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm not. I'm not, but I have a dungeon. I 
I offered to help with. She needs to do some dungeon crawling for to plunder some booty. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let, let's let's wrap up this show for y'all. Yeah. So if you like tonight's show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. For independent bloggers, independent podcasters, we do this for the fun of it. So what we like and don't like, we're being straight up with you about it. If you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Don't forget to visit our website at animejamsession.com where you will find our weekly podcast, anime reviews, cosplay tips and tricks, cosplay reviews, links to our YouTube videos of convention coverage, links to our Facebook page of cosplay photos, editorials, and so much more at animejamsession.com. And don't forget, if you, any podcasting app that you have, if you do a search for Anime Jam Session, you'll find all of our older episodes, and you'll definitely check them out. And for some reason, all episodes up to 161 are online, so I gotta see if I can find the old ones and figure that shit out. But anyway, so Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM, any of those, just search Anime Jam Session and check out all of our episodes. And don't forget to follow us on our social media, uh, Anime Jam Session on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Follow us there so you know when we're going live, when new articles are going up, and other cool stuff. And thank you so much for your support. And down below is our tip jar. You can click on our stream elements, our Ko-Fi links, if you want to send us a couple bucks. You can throw bits at us in the chat, or you can auto-host us. Every little bit helps, and we greatly appreciate that. So, you know. So now... Now we're going around the room. Last words, Ari. I think I'm going to go finish the rest of the NyQuil I got and see if I can sleep till uh, longer than 6 a.m. Gotcha. (laughs) My last words is, it ain't NyQuil, but I got some store brand six-hour stuff because I refuse to touch Mucinex. That thing had me twisted. Oof. Last words, Mako. I need an eight-hour nap. You always see the eight-hour nap. Mm-hmm. And last words to take it on home, Barry. Well, it was nice being back here again this month, and uh, I'll see you guys next time. And that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand-new episode. Uh, Wild Spice will be joining us live from the Florida studios. I cannot wait to hear about her shotgun move to Florida. Just, <laughs> wow. Pack up everything gone in a week and a half. How do you do it? So, that's it. We're getting out of here. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Barry Mellon. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Bye for now. Say good night, Barry Mellon. Good night, Barry Mellon. Perfect. Awesome. See you all next week.
Views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!